All right, well, hey, our mission at Connect Us Church is to connect you to God's next step for your life. And we believe that every time somebody comes in contact with Jesus, there is a next step that they have to take, that they're almost forced to take. And we as a church, we want to help you. We want to connect you to that next step. And today, you're going to have a next step. When you leave this place, even in these moments as we open the word, like there's something next for you. And I believe that God has something important, something life maybe transformational for you. And so today we're going to look at a story in the Bible of a man named Matthew and his connection with Jesus. And now what was his next steps? What was next for this man named Matthew? So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. We're going to be looking at verses 9 through 13 this morning. And if you don't have your Bible, that is okay. We would love to send you home with a free Bible this morning. If you go into the lobby, there's that new here area. Just pick up a free Bible. We would love to send you home with one. And if you um, want to, you can follow along on the screen behind me. The words will be there as well. And so what we're going to do, we're going to read the scripture, and then we'll break it down and preach it as best as I know how. So... Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. And so Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his house as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum. And when Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. And then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Powerful, challenging, words. And I need your help this morning to announce the title or the meaning of our message today. Just look at the person next to you, and I need your help. Just tell them, I can't believe it. Jesus knows my name, and he wants to eat with me. There you go. Turn to the other neighbor, the one that you forgot about the first time that uh, you're like, hey, you look good. I didn't even notice you over there. Tell him, I can't believe it. Jesus knows my name. And he wants to eat with me. (laughs) It's actually really incredible to think about. Because the creator, God, Jesus, who spoke and the worlds were formed, entered into this world about 2,000 years ago. We celebrate that at Christmas time. And he chose some specific people to spend time with, to eat with. And Jesus was walking around. And we talked about that the last couple of weeks, right? Our pace, our walking pace, and it made this interaction with Matthew possible. He's walking around, and he sees this man named Matthew, and he chooses him out of everybody in the history of the world to be his disciple. 
Now, Matthew, you might understand, is the guy who wrote the Gospel of Matthew. I mean, his name was just on the paper we just read, right? But that's not how the people of Israel would have looked at this guy named Matthew in this time period. Matthew was a tax collector, and nobody liked tax collectors, especially the Israelites. They didn't like them because Matthew was Jewish, and this Jewish guy signed up to work for the evil Roman Empire that was oppressing the people that was in control, and Israel just wanted their freedom, and Matthew was working for the enemy. And not only working for the enemy, he was taking money from the Jews and giving it to the Romans. Oh, but it gets worse. No tax collector in that day and age, and if you study it, you'll find some interesting things, was known to be honest at all. They would kind of form a contract with the Romans and say, here's what I'm going to pay you in taxes for my little area. And then they would decide, okay, I'm going to charge the people two or three times more so that when I give the money to the Romans, then I'll have a little extra or a lot extra left over for myself. So not only was he Jewish working for the evil Roman Empire, he was ripping people off. That's Matthew. And you would avoid them, you would hate them, you would be very upset with them. But not Jesus. That's exactly the kind of person that Jesus came for and invites to follow him. And so Matthew said yes to Jesus' invitation. Matthew was probably very surprised. He was like, me? Really? Me? You don't hate me. You're not mad at me. Uh, Do you know how many people I've ripped off? I'm not exactly religious. They don't let me around those religious things. And you want me to follow you? To be with you? And Matthew takes him up on the offer. And he left his tax collector's table. And he followed Jesus. And when we accept Jesus' invitation to follow him, we got to leave our previous life, and we've got to follow him. Matthew never went back to tax collecting. When you follow Jesus, your life changes. But he took with him something very important, his pen. He's keeping records. He's keeping track. He's doing all these numbers. And when it came time to keep a record of Jesus' life, Matthew used his pen to record everything that happened. And we just read his words that he wrote 2,000 years ago. Pretty amazing. And then this man named Matthew, it says later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. And so whenever you come in contact with Jesus, there is a next step for you to take. And Matthew took a very special next step. He invited Jesus and his disciples over for dinner. He's like, I want to eat with you. I want to spend time with you. Do you think Jesus accepted Matthew's invitation? Probably, right? When's the last time you invited somebody over for dinner? I know, I know, it's not everybody's gift, you know, you're not, don't have the best space, and I'm not the best chef, and I know, maybe you order takeout, or maybe you figure out what's unique to you, but there's something special 
about having somebody over for dinner. And this little simple action gives us a little insight of what it means to follow Jesus. What exactly was Jesus inviting Matthew? What, is, what was he inviting all of us to? Was he saying, Matthew, come with me. I want you to preach at the temple. I want you to give sermons. I want you to pray every day. I want you to uh, take care of those who are hurting and sick. You know, what exactly was Jesus' invitation? Here, we kind of see that he was inviting us to do life together, to spend time together, to spend quantity of time together and quality of time together. Like, let's just eat together. Let's just be together. And I want to encourage all of us at church to embrace that practice, to just invite people into your life. You're going to eat tonight, right? Usually. So maybe invite somebody to join you. Order out if you have to, figure something out, you know, make it a whatever you got to do, but invite someone to join you. When you go to the park or hang out with the kids or have a relaxing day at, uh, around the house or whatever you're doing, just invite uh, other people to be there with you. When you go sledding, if there's a big snowstorm coming up or, you know, invite somebody to come with you because Jesus was invited by Matthew to come to his house for dinner and his disciples also went as well. But then we read that somebody else was there too. I want everyone to ask out loud, who? Who? along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. Oh, my. Have you ever had a tax collector over to your house for dinner? <laughs> I know it doesn't really make sense in our culture today, right? Our tax collectors are very honest people. They never rip anybody off. Um, and sometimes, like, we uh, dislike them because we have to pay our taxes to the government, and we don't like that, you know. But we don't even know who they are, but we just don't like them. <clears throat> tax collectors. Um, there was other notorious, disreputable, bad reputation sinners there too. <clears throat> Have you ever had one of those over to your house for dinner? Now, we don't know exactly who fits into that category. It doesn't tell us. Um, and I could give you a lot of categories if you want, but I don't think you need me to because you know you know those people, you know, those people, those people that you disagree with, and you say, I can't believe that they believe that. I can't believe that they live like that. I can't believe that they did that. I can't believe that they voted like that. I can't believe that they support that. <laughs> and yeah, those people were at dinner too. So why would Matthew have those people over for dinner? Well, because he was one, right? He was a tax collector. And tax collectors, you form relationships and friendships with the people that you're around. And he had all his, his buddies over. And these people, well, they, they weren't exactly religious people. People didn't like them. They didn't really follow God. They didn't really care about the law or the rules or the rituals, and all of these people were there. Matthew, his disciples, Jesus' disciples, Jesus was there, right? You think Jesus still accepted Matthew's invitation? 
Now that you know all the tax collectors and sinners were there too, would Jesus still show up to a dinner with those people? Yeah. You know, God has placed specific people in your life that you have a special relationship with that nobody else does. And maybe they're your coworkers. Maybe they're your neighbors. I don't have access to them. I don't even know who they are. And you see them every single day. Like if I invited them over for dinner, they'd be like, this is weird. I've never seen this guy before. But if you invited them over for dinner, they're like, yeah, sure. I'd love to, right? You have those people in your life. So invite them over. And many people do. And that's amazing because God uses those moments. And when you do that, you're following Jesus. You're following his example. You're living like he lived. And our church, let me say, wants to support you in having dinner with people, okay? <laughs> so whatever that means, whatever we can do, we'd love to help you do this because that's a way to follow Jesus because Jesus wants to eat with you no matter who you are or what you have done. No matter what you believe, no matter what you do, no matter what you think, no matter how bad your reputation is, no matter what names people call you, Jesus wants to eat with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to get to know you. He wants to love you. And he wants to call you to follow him, just like he did with Matthew. So then, there's some other people in this story, isn't there? The Pharisees. Do you think that the Pharisees were happy that Jesus ate with these people? Do you think that they supported it? Do you think that the Pharisees were there at dinner? Anybody have any ideas? Yes or no? Are you sure? Do you know who the Pharisees are? They're the religious people, the religious leaders. They followed God to a T, and God is all about loving everybody and welcoming everybody, right? The religious people would never cut people out of their lives. The church people would never put other people down, right? Well, let's see. When the Pharisees saw this, this dinner with all these people, they asked his disciples, look, they didn't even have the courage to ask Jesus, right? They asked Jesus a lot of questions, but they said, I'm going to ask the disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Ouch. Did you catch that? The religious people just called a group of people, an entire group of people, scum. Scum. And Google tells us the meaning of scum is a worthless or contemptible person or group of people. And this is the sentence that they used scum in. You drug dealers are the scum of the earth. These people using this word claim to know God and claim to follow God. And they're calling people scum. Worthless, like you should hate those people, scum. Have you ever done that? Have I ever done that? Maybe we haven't used that word before, but we might have said it in other ways. Um, what's interesting is that the 
Greek New Testament, the, the language that Matthew wrote this in, it doesn't use that word scum either. It just says tax collectors and sinners. But the translators of the New Living Translation wanted to capture the heart or the message or the essence behind that phrase, which we miss in our culture today. And so they used the word scum. And here's the thing. Jesus eats with people who are called scum. They may be called scum, but Jesus knows their name. The Pharisees, they just did one whole blanket statement. You know those people, those tax collectors, those sinners? He could, they could have said, hey, why do, you, why do you eat with Matthew and his friends? But they didn't. Jesus knows their name. Jesus talks with them individually and invites them to follow him. And then he explains why he does this. When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. <laughs> Hold on. Jesus is telling the people that memorized most of the Bible that they don't know what they're reading. Oh, man, savage. <laughs> He's like, I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. That's a quote from the Old Testament. <laughs> you don't know what that means. For I have come not to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Okay, so the title of my message today is that Jesus wants to eat with me. Jesus wants to eat with me. In our story, who did Jesus eat with? The tax collectors and the sinners. Who did Jesus not eat with? The Pharisees, the religious people. So if Jesus is going to eat with me, what am I calling myself? A tax collector, a sinner, scum. Do you see yourself like that? Because I know everything inside of you wells up in this moment and says, I'm not scum. Do you know how good I am? Do you know how honest I am? Do you know what I do for people? Do you know how fair I am? Do you know how hard I try to follow God? And I know, I know. But Jesus says he didn't come to call you. Those who think that they're righteous, he came for those who know that there are sinners. So there's only one thing that separates you and God. It's your sin. And as long as you think that you're good, that you're just fine, that you're a good person, that I go to church and I'm religious and whatever it is that you sell yourself, Jesus can't come in. But the moment you realize that you're not, that you need Jesus, he's there. And so maybe you today are figuring that out for the first time, first time in a long time. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to just invite you in this moment to give your life to Jesus. Just say, Jesus, I need you. Like, I've been trying to do it on my own. I thought I was good enough. I thought going to church was going to make me go to heaven. I th you know, whatever we tell ourselves. 
And today you're just like, you know what? That's not it. I'm not, and I need Jesus. If that's you, I just invite you to put your faith in Jesus. Just say, yes, Jesus, I need you. And maybe you just say a little prayer, something like, Lord Jesus, I need you. I'm not good enough, and I just need you in my life. You did everything for me. You took my sin on the cross. You rose again to give me life. Today, I'm trusting you. Amen. And maybe you did something like that. Just to tell the person that invited you. Tell the person you came with today. Say, you know, I, I did that thing that Pastor Kevin said. And then, you know, we we'll all know what you mean. And if you want to tell somebody else, you want to tell me after the service, I'll love to pray with you, love to talk with you. Because I want you to believe that today. I want you to believe that Jesus came for you, no matter who you are or what you've done. It's powerful. And then afterwards, with all these people, all these different kinds of people, Matthew throws a party and invites Jesus and his disciples to come and all these tax collectors and sinners to come and hang out at this party. And I didn't throw a dinner party for you. I don't have lunch here, unfortunately. But I did get cupcakes. <laughs> so after the service, we will lift the uh, curtain off the table back there. And please stick around. Take a cupcake. They're really good. Bake from scratch cupcakes. Enjoy them. Hang out. Talk. And it's going to be a great time together. And so if you've trusted in Jesus, if you would follow him, you say you follow him with your life, then you have a next step to take too. A next step that Jesus challenges us to take. When we do a, a sermon or we read the Bible, you can see yourself in different characters. I don't know if I think you do this, right? Sometimes you probably see yourself as Jesus, you know, you're the hero. Um, sometimes you see yourself as the disciples, you know, you're with Jesus, you're kind of following him, and so... But how often do you think of yourselves as the Pharisees? I think we should think of them and see ourselves in the Pharisees more than maybe we do usually. And Jesus challenges us when it comes to them. And Jesus says, spend time with people who are called scum. Like they might be called scum, and because of their sinful nature, they might as well be. But you love them so much. Because Jesus loves them so much. And you're on mission to spend time with them. To invite them over. And as you invite them over, you're not inviting them into your life to influence every little part of your life, right? That, there's important that you have good boundaries and you know you let good God-fearing people speak into your life. You don't just let anybody tell you stuff, Right? But as you invite these people over, you're inviting them to be around you. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, Jesus lives inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit. So you're inviting them to be around Jesus. And when people are around Jesus, their lives are transformed and changed. So one of the things that they might ask is, why are you inviting me over to dinner? Maybe you've never done it before. You know, it's a weird, it's weird. You're like, I don't even know where you live. What are you going to make? There's so many questions. Why are you inviting me over to dinner? And maybe they'll say, do you know what I did? 
Do you even know who I am? And you can look at them right in the eye, and you can tell them, yeah, I do. And Jesus wants to eat with you. And I do too. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your amazing love. That you would love people the world calls scum. That you would love people the religious people call scum. That you would love all of us regardless of what we've done, regardless of what we've said. Oh God, we've, we've hurt people. We've messed up many things in our life. We've done a lot of stuff we regret, we feel bad about. And Jesus, you want to come into our life and you say, yeah, I know that, and I love you. And you did absolutely everything you could do on the cross. You paid for our sin. You took our sins so that you could give us your perfection so that we could have a right relationship with God. And because of that, Jesus, we worship you. We honor you. We believe that coming in contact with this amazing truth transforms lives, and I believe you're transforming lives here and now in this place. Lord, we are not good. We are not good enough. But you are. So do what you do. And Lord Jesus, as we follow you, help us to spend time with people that maybe no one else will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.